You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hey there, welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay and I'm joined by my co-host and real life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off the cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a lighthearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a diehard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. And women in general are afraid to say stuff that is not like status quo. You know what I mean? Like we're afraid to be like, I don't like going to the playground with my kids. Hey, Michelle. <laughs> How are things? Well, you well, know. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to have you back. I know. I I'm back. So I was going to say I'm back and not better than ever. No, There's a lot to unpack there. Great. But um, I am thankful for my ability to compartmentalize. Uh-huh. Disassociate. Disassociate a little bit. I'm like dealing with my grief in play in its own time. In an appropriate in manner. In an appropriate <laughs> manner. And, but it was really important to me that we still interviewed today and we still do an intro today mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I just, consistency is key. Yes. I, I don't know. <laughs> you so, did a really great job. Oh, thank you. If any, so anybody who's like, I've never heard this podcast, what's, what, what? Mm-hmm. what's happening? Excuse me. Uh, my dad unfortunately passed away last week. He yeah. was really sick and I can't get into it or I'll start crying, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to take a week off the podcast cause it was our hundredth episode last I know. week. And not we the ha- best timing, not the best timing, but you, you took the reins, you took the lead and you finished recording our hundredth episode with the amazing Tia Bell, mm-hmm. and you recorded a Patreon with Justine, I another did. podcast host, and you nailed it. Thank you. I was scared. I didn't have my friend, and you usually are like kind of the the initiator of the yeah. of a lot of it. So I was like, ah, I'm scared. I don't know if I can like yeah do it. It was but... really cute. I like loved that I got to edit it because. You guys, like, you guys would be like, okay, like, I just need to hit this button. Okay, yeah. okay, here's what we're going to do. And it was just, like, really cute because, like, it was, yeah, you did really like, good, I have though. to hit record. That was, like, the one thing she told me to yeah. do. Like, is the mic plugged in and yeah. did you hit record? Those are the two biggest things. And we did it. You did it. Yeah. And you did so good. And I'm very thankful to my co-hosts that they did it with me. And our Patreon episode was crazy. Yeah. 
Like, so crazy. I know. It started out with just, like, a little fender bender. I know. And turned into somebody going to jail for a real long time. Ooh, it was good times. I love that kind of stuff, though. Like, when it's, yeah. like, you don't know what's going to happen next. It was fun but... editing it because I didn't know what was going to happen yeah. next. It was, I was, like, listening and editing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm going to do that more often. No. <laughs> I'm going to be like, Michelle, I can't do this one. You do it, and no. I'll edit it. <laughs> so no, every... I need you. Yeah, no, that's, Yeah. We need each other. So we hit two milestones. My God. We did our 100th episode. (laughs) And we hit over 50,000 downloads. Yeah, just like last night this morning. I know. It's so exciting. I can't believe it. And so thank you to everybody who has gone out of their way to download our episodes. Yes. Um, I'll mention it again in case you're just listening and you didn't hear that episode. But we discovered that... Only about 25% of people that listen to our podcast actually download Mm -hmm. it. And the reason it's important to download it to your device is that it counts towards our analytics. And that's what ultimately gets us found more on searches and gets us showing up in suggested podcasts, um, advertisers that eventually will want to pay us to talk about their (laughs) products, want to know how many people are downloading. Yeah. So our goal was really to hit 50,000 well, I don't know. Now, now, what are we on to now? A hundred thousand. <gasps> let's do it. That feels like a big jump. Yeah. Well, let's do it. We can do it. Yeah. So if you are listening, we would love it if you downloaded it to your device and then delete it after. Like you yeah. can usually set it up so it just deletes as soon as you're done listening to it. Or um, I know with me, if I download it, it'll in a couple days, it'll delete itself. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Great. I know. Um, how was your week? We don't need to talk about my week. Okay. Um, I don't remember my week. You thought you might have COVID. Oh, yeah. I wasn't feeling good on Wednesday. I guess I should have checked in before coming here today. How are you feeling? I don't have COVID. Oh, good. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Yeah, I was feeling like I had a sore throat. I had a headache. I was really, really tired. I had no energy. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, it's coming. Here it comes. Do you wonder, like, is it because you're a widow? Is it because you're a solo mom to five kids? Or is it COVID? Oh, always. Like it's gotta be one of those three. I mean, yeah. I I, I never know what it is. Yeah. But so far it hasn't been COVID. So. Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I wasn't feeling good. I had two days off this week and I spent a lot of it those two days in bed, oh. um, feeling crappy, but um was able to be a little bit productive on the laundry front and all of that fun stuff. Ugh. And I don't think anything else really happened this week. My child turned 13. I cannot believe that. I know. Crazy. Like, I found a picture on my memories of holding them two days old. Yeah. And now they're 13. And now they had the audacity to turn 13. And, like, puberty hormones are here. It's not. 13 is not great. I gotta say. Like, maybe if you're a... A guardian of a 13-year-old, maybe you could just write in and give Michelle some advice. Give us some advice. Because even I'm just like, I don't, you're suddenly way too cool. Yeah. And you're suddenly, you know everything. You call your mother bra. No. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm bra now. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm like, I am not your bra. Can I be anti-bra? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you know, I've never really been gaslit in a relationship, but I'm now being gaslit Mm -hmm. by my 13 year old. So that's fun. Yeah. And like, it's like, I think it's like, I think that's just the stage. Yeah. 
But, like, also, how do you not murder them Yeah, and continue to, like, raise them to be a contributing member of society? And how do you kind of get them to understand that that uh, is not good, is not appropriate, and that you don't want to be bringing that into, you know, a relationship? Yeah. Because it's, it's not It's, it's not, not going to serve you. It's really not. So yeah. it's a challenge. Yeah. And they're all going to be that age at some point. So please pray for me. Yeah. Or thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Good vibes. Yeah. Honestly. Something. Liquor gift cards. Oh, I- <laughs> God. Seriously. My God. Well, I'm really excited that this week, well, A, we recorded it before um, my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. And um, am, I'm thankful that it's like a lighthearted episode. And it was so fun to talk to Sanya. Yeah. And... I've been following Sanya for years and years and years, and she is just, like, funny and, uh, I don't know, like, yeah, tells it like it is. She's sort of this, like, unfiltered solo mom. Yeah. And, yeah, we, we had a lot of fun. And she did not know that you were a widow. That was so funny. I don't, I can't remember if I edited, if I kept that part in, but we did it as a clip on the stories. Oh, my gosh. But she asked if you shared custody. Yeah, and I was like, nope. He's dead. (laughs) And then we talked about, you know, dropping them off at the gravesite for a couple hours or, you know, if, if I could, I would. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely not holding up his side of the the parental duties at this moment. So my God. Well, everybody enjoyed today's episode. And if you haven't already, join us on the Patreon. Mm -hmm. You can go to patreon.com slash I did not sign up for this. And for as little as $5 a month, you get instant access to over 50 episodes. And can I just say that I am filled with joy every time I get a notification that we have a new Patreon member. It's I, very exciting. I stare at it and I'm just in awe. Like, yeah. who are you? How did you find us? And my God, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. So we really appreciate it. Yeah. It's like a little way to support the work that we do. And as a thank you, we provide you with content that you will never hear on this main feed. Yes. And we do giveaways, and we send Christmas cards, mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff. Just little fun stuff throughout the year. Yeah, we might show up at your house. Yeah, we'll do it. Maybe Alaska. Diana was from Alaska. Oh, yeah. I would love to go to Alaska. I know. We should go. A road trip. All right. Diana, we're on our way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Enjoy today's episode. All right. Bye. bye. Hello, Sanya. Hello. How are you? I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Yay! We're happy to have you. (laughs) We're doing great. This is by far my favorite podcast intro I've ever been a part of. Oh, yeah. We're very, very professional. (laughs) I like it. I like it. It's actually actually like a lot better than like when you have to like sit there quietly and listen to someone be like, and then this person has done this and this. And I'm just like, I'm not wearing pants. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I just guest hosted a podcast last week and he was like, okay, so I'm going to play the intro music and then I'm going to introduce you and then I'll say hello and then you talk. And I was like, okay. So the whole time I was just like sitting there ready to go. But I don't know. We're not it's all so about awkward. That. You're like, uh. Yeah. 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 We do all that stuff after. We do like a 20 minute ramble on intro before. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. Um. Well, it is so good to meet you. 
Well, it's good to meet you guys too. We've big been fan, big fan, ten out of ten, oh, big fan. Oh my oh. god, we've been following you on TikTok and Instagram for I feel like a long time, maybe the whole time yes. that well, we've been doing this. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, COVID has been seven years at this point, yeah. so mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's <laughs> that makes a long sense. One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's wrapping up soon because those truckers they got our backs. They're they're fighting for our freedoms so out there. Just rock on you know between joe rogan and the trucker convoy i think we're We're doing great yeah we're at the tail end here yeah i think i think yeah we're nearing uh the endemic and i think that we're about to be saved so honestly (laughs) hashtag grateful for all the brave absolutely i gotta figure out how to filter my tiktok because i keep getting lives from the rally and i'm like no what i don't like oh really like actual supporters keep popping up on like my for you page and i'm like "Mm mm-mm is it oh, is it people supporting place. or is it just people like posting yeah. like once? Oh shit! No, like literally, there was a guy doing a live like from a truck, and I was like, no. <laughs> How did this happen with the algorithm? I, I don't know because I follow like all the like the ones that are against it, right? So I don't know. If somehow one slipped in. That's fair. Sometimes I get like anti-vax TikToks, and I'm like, no, oh, yeah. hello, no, Mm-mm, yeah, wrong side. <laughs> This is not my algorithm. <laughs> yeah, something happened. Well, we've been so excited to chat with you. Yeah, no, I we've been I've been following you. Well, that sounds so creepy, but like I've been following you for years because you have uh, a lot going on on Instagram, and you have three daughters, which I can sympathize. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then you are a single mom, so I think that, and I just love your like perspective and you're funny and just like kind of the way that you get on TikTok and Instagram and like literally just tell the real like what is really going on well that's so nice of you thank you you get people uh, mad at you though I watch some of the actually speaking of which and I say this to tell you so I don't know if you guys were following me during I think you were during that time where I kept getting all those like crazy messages and the people harassing me and the weird phone calls and whatever yeah so it's been a while but I got a phone call this morning again from that same psycho who's been calling me and they use this like voice altering thing to say like weird things in my like voicemail and it's actually just like really funny at this point yeah. They called this morning. They're like, "Go truckers, go truckers!" And I'm like, "That's not even good." Like, do you know what I mean? Like, at this, so this point, I've been insulted so much that I'm like, "If you actually like, you need to be creative." Absolutely, so, like, yeah. go truckers does nothing for me. Yeah, they could do better. that. Is so it, crazy. How did they get your phone number? So I think it's because so I'm a realtor as well, and mm-hmm. because my signs have my phone number on them and oh. I think when I had posted on my Instagram a while ago that I was selling this one house they saw it because they had brought that up in text messages to me and telling me they're gonna like vandalize that house and I'm like yeah so my boyfriend's a cop and no. I just feel like <laughs> and you're literally writing news. all of this down like this yeah. Is- yeah literally I'm like hello <laughs> Oh, that's like the crazy side of social media, though. Like you see people posting things on TikTok and it can be the most like benign thing ever. And then there's like people full on attack and it's like, holy cow, like where are you people coming from? It's so bizarre because I think what I've noticed is people just like love to jump on like one comment 
and then they'll just like go and it's just this like I'm like I don't know if you need like a release from something but it's bizarre because they just like go and they go and they go and they like will comment on the rest of your stuff and then they don't see the irony of being like you're obsessed with this I'm like you've commented on 18 of my videos (laughs) yeah yeah like what happens to you Who, who hurt you that's what I always wonder when somebody just decides to like pick on somebody for no reason I think on I mean this is gonna sound like I'm being like insulting but it's not as a person who like struggles with mental health so many of the times that I see these comments that are so like angry I actually feel like I'm like this person's just like not mentally well and I know that as a person who's dealt with that and I'm like this is just like a testament to the mental health crisis that like we have in our country and our like province because I remember when I before I was like medicated and stuff I would also express myself in these like angry ways like I couldn't I couldn't take anything in. It was immediately like this fight. It's like this fight or flight thing that you have. And so I'm like, I'm just assuming that these people are just like struggling mentally. They have to be. I always say I'm trying to teach my stepkids this. My stepson like has a bully and I just, I'm trying to teach him that like hurt people hurt people. And it says more about what kind of situation this other, this bully is in. It's not about you really it's about whatever's going on for them outside of that yeah what started your social media journey who are you where did you come from and how did you go from there to here (laughs) well you know what it's actually really funny I don't remember I do remember downloading Instagram back when it had the OG Instagram icon so like Mm. that was a vibe on my like iPhone 4s I think it was (laughs) But I never really like, got into it. And I, I remember like going back and like looking at like my like very like the very first Instagram posts. And I was like, I remember getting like nine likes and I was like, ah, <laughs> rock star. Um, Is yeah. that where, and where I, you had like the film border around it? Like you could either have the border yes, or not have the border. I, yeah, that was border. And your it was like Valencia was yes, the, very the filter. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? It was before Visco <laughs> became a thing. Yeah. Um I don't really remember, I think like when I really I think maybe when I had my oldest, I started posting more. I think, yeah, as I got older, I just started kind of talking on stories when stories became a thing. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of took off from there. I think people were like interested in what I had to say. I don't know why, because I don't ever think I'm saying anything like revolutionary, but I also think I just like don't have a filter and that's just been something that's always been a thing for me. Yeah. So yeah, then I just kind of started doing like the whole like unpopular opinion Wednesdays and like all this and this, and it kind of just took off from there. I've slowly kind of migrated into this like quote unquote, like influencer thing, but mostly because I feel like I have established this community of people that I really value and that I feel value my opinions. And so I like sharing things with them that matter to me and it seems like they enjoy them. So that's kind of where that was. Uh, TikTok just so happened that I posted a video. um, I posted a video making fun of, I'm like, I'm going to have like no friends by the end of my like social media (laughs) career. Um, I posted this video making fun of like multi-level marketing people who try and sell you like detox shakes and basically tell you that you're fat without telling you that you're fat. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Where they're like, I just think this would be great for you. And I'm like, but why? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you want me to Or when they, they get you like right after you've had a baby, right? That's, that's when you're primed for the picking. Prey on you. You're like, are yeah. you ready to detox? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm ready to get sh- like wasted. 
I also feel like birth is a detox. Like you literally just shed yeah. this like life thing. Everything just came out of me yeah. and is continuing to come out of me. I'm not what I'm trying to release here because if anything else gets released, I may not have any internal organs. Yeah. Like, exactly. I just, yeah. And so I think I, I made that video and that kind of took off. And then when I made like the Joe Rogan, the red flag. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it started, it started with the um, period sex video. That put people into a tizzy. Like they were like, whoa, this is controversy. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. And then when I made the Joe Rogan thing, that just like, I think I went up like 50,000 followers. Oh my God. That's crazy. I remember, yeah, when you started the Joe Rogan thing and the people were not, there were a lot of people who were unhappy with that, but a lot of people who agreed with you for sure. Yeah, it was all men who looked like actual thumbs who were getting mad at me and then also talking about how ugly I am and my eyebrows. And I'm like, I just, again, here's my thing. If you're going to make fun of me, okay, if you're going to say something rude, say something that actually might hurt me. Uh Like I spend a lot of money on these eyebrows, okay? Like I know they're good. I'm I'm not here being offended by these things, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And you don't have to be everybody's type. Maybe these people just don't no. like eyebrows, but like, you Which don't is fine, be- but it's like always the people with no profile picture who look like a wet sock soaked <laughs> in like dog <laughs> crap that are like, you're ugly. And I'm like, well, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You live um, in your My microphone space, hasn't man. been on this whole time. So let's hope that. Uh... Oh, well, we could hear you. Okay, I think yeah, it was probably just like my headphone mic or my computer mic, but now. Oh, that's yeah, so funny. Actually, when did you? Why did you guys start the podcast? Yeah, Michelle's husband died, and then we were like, we we should we want to do something that you could do from home that might bring in a little bit of extra money. Um, and then yeah. we thought about going into true crime, but like everybody does true crime, and so we were humming and hawing and humming and hawing, and then COVID happened, and. Um, one day I was just like, you know what? We did not sign up for this. And that just kind of like that title stuck. And then, and then it just, we just started like, we just, the best advice I ever got from a fellow podcaster was like, just start. Like, you don't have to have like the best equipment, the best, all the ideas planned, just literally start recording things. And so here we are. Yeah. And really you go back to any podcast at the beginning and like the sound isn't great and the the flow isn't there, yeah. right? But like you just kind of pick it up as it goes and we still make mistakes all the time, right? But <clears throat> there's still d- days where we're interviewing someone and it's like, is this our first time literally talking to another human being because yeah. we're just like, so <laughs> awkward? <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, we haven't had a ton of human interaction, so it's like nobody's fault if you're just like, so the weather Yeah. Is- <laughs> yeah. We have not talked about the weather yet. That's what we usually start with, but you're in the same climate as us, so we're good. That's yeah. true. That's true. This awful climate. I don't want to talk about it. I feel like it's a personal attack on me every time I look outside. I know. It's not fun. It's not fun. No. Um, I I would love to hear. So one of the things that I've really liked about some of your content is your approach to like parenting. Mm -hmm. You made a post. Was it about Halloween? And you were like, I hate Halloween. I don't want to do Halloween. And it was this, it was just this concept, this idea that like, you don't have to do all these things for your kids. I don't know. You can explain it better, but yeah. yeah. 
I, yeah, I think it was because I was just kind of like, so my ex and I split like almost two years ago when we had to divide up like holidays, I guess, in our agreement, we were kind of discussing things. And immediately I was like, you can have Easter and you can have Halloween. I was like, I hate being the Easter bunny. Like I love, I love, I love the part where they wake up in the morning and they're so happy, but everything leading up to it, I hate. And I'm like, but why, why am I doing, like, who am I doing this for? Like, they're not appreciating the fact that I'm the Easter bunny. Not Jesus. And so I'm like, but I'm, I should get the credit. This is <laughs> <Yeah>. stupid. <laughs> and same with Halloween. I'm like, I hate trick-or-treating. It's like I spend the entire time being like, say this. R- don't run here. Like, watch out. Watch out for this. This is dumb. I hate this. And so I yeah. was like, immediately, I was like, you can have those holidays. I don't want to do this. I hate it. I have no interest in it. And he was like, yep, yeah, that works for me. And I was Does like, he like, them? And- like, is he super into it? He is because, I mean, he is basically a toddler himself. So he was like, yes, this is great. Rock on. I get candy. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, all right, whatever. That works for me. And they like it. And he has more patience for that. So for me, that works out perfect. But yeah, I was just kind of saying, I was like, I don't like it. Like, I don't want, I think women who can do the Pinterest mom thing, I think they're incredible. I have so many friends who like Elf on the Shelf they do these amazing things and I'm like in awe and I would never be like, oh, this is so stupid, but it's just not for me. I feel That's like Michelle not... can attest to the fact that it is so stupid. The elf on the it's shelf so is the worst parenting decision I ever made. Yes, ever. same. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I hate it. I hate that little fucker. <laughs> I know. Well, and then people now are like, people now are like, well, you don't have to do it. I'm like, but that's the thing is that I do have to do it because kids go to school yes. and then their friends have elf on the shelves and you can't be like, well, I don't know why we don't have an elf on the shelf. It's, I hate it. I hate that I started it. I hate that it became a thing, but you know, here we are. And the thing with, the thing with kids is that they literally remember what the freaking elf has done every single year. And it's yeah. like, Oh, well, this year he's going to do this. And last year he did this. And then you're just sitting there like, oh, shit. Yeah, literally, like my that. kids can't remember where they put their soccer shoes, but they're like, yeah. remember last year when the elf had sprinkles on her nose? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I spent 30 days blacked out, like, waiting for this to be over. Oh, what? my like, God. I, I, yeah, I the just, death of the elf. Honestly, like, I just, yeah, I just don't, I guess. And I think what happened is that it resonated with a lot of women because I think that a lot of moms and women in general are afraid to say stuff that is not like, quote unquote, like status quo. You know what I mean? Like we're afraid to be like, I don't like going to the playground with my kids. Yeah. And I, and I don't, I have a little playground set in my backyard. They're like, let's go to the playground. I'm like, no, I literally (laughs) don't. Just go there. Yeah. It's literally right there. I just, I don't like doing that. And it doesn't make me a bad mom. It just means that like I express like my love and the things that I like to do for them in different ways. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. But of course, then you have like the comments are like, well, if you didn't like doing it, then like, why'd you become a mom? And like someone said that they're like, well, you signed up for this. And I'm like, no, I didn't actually. At no point in time did I say, oh, like when I became a mom, I like signed up to like have postpartum depression or have to be the elf on the shelf or the Easter bunny or whatever. I'm like, I signed up to like have these humans foster their imaginations, creativity, make them good people, people who can like affect the world in a good way. I, like I didn't sign up for the bunny Easter egg hunts. That was yeah, just yeah. like extra stuff and I don't yeah. want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I expressed how much I hate Halloween also. Like I hate Halloween and especially doing it solo. And then, you know, the amount of stress that involves like the school costumes and then the home costumes and the makeup and the, you know, what are we going to have for dinner? Because now we have to go out at six o'clock and I hate it so much. 
I walked my kids around the block and then my littles who are five, they're twins and um, they were ready to go home. So I sent them home with my mom or somebody. Who did I send them home? Just a person. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody seemed trustworthy. <laughs> Honestly, that's that's like a very fair like statement from a person who has like a lot of kids. You're like, I don't know, someone offered to take them. Yeah. I said yes. I don't know. Exactly. Like yeah. someone they someone offered to take care of my humans for five minutes, so I was all about yeah. it. Then I like stuck the other kids in the car and I was like, I'm driving. Like I'm not walking around. Your dad loved Halloween. Like he would be out there for hours, but like I am not into it you want free candy, like I'll drive you around. But like, that's, that's all you're getting from me. And like, I remember being like a younger mom and like all the stuff that you feel like you have to do, like the elf on the shelf and you're trying to keep up with the other parents and you're trying to like, you know, glitter dollar bills for your kids, friggin' tooth fairy money and like all this stuff. And then it's just like, it gets to a point where it's like, I can't do this. I can barely make school lunches. I can barely yeah. do my laundry. Like I can't do anything extra. And that, like you said, it does not make me a bad mother. I just, my, I'm at my capacity. Oh yeah. And I'm sure, and I mean, I'm not, I don't want to put like words into your mouth, but I'm sure that like for you, maybe because you've had this loss, this is like this guilt about like, oh, well, like they yeah. like to do this with this parent. Cause I feel like I, I mean, that's obviously a different situation, but like I have that guilt when they're like, well, dad does this. And we go to Boston pizza every Friday. And I'm like, well, I can't take you to Boston pizza every Friday because that's expensive. Mm-hmm. And I hate that feeling of like guilt of being like, well, this person did this for me. And it's just like, no, I, the expectations that we put on parents is too much. And I think that as mothers too, we do a lot of like, we have like literal psychological warfare in our own heads, like the mental toll it takes to like plan that dinner and pack the lunches and think about like, oh, the costumes for the school. Like my kids go to a Catholic school and it's like all saints day and then this thing, and then they have to play and it's like oh make sure that your kid has this costume and I'm like am I supposed to be sewing it like what (laughs) I just I don't understand and then you know and then of course like this mom the other day I asked her for something I think it was like oh my kid had forgotten her like poem or whatever I was like hey do you have a copy of it she's like oh well like we like already having done it like didn't have it and it was just like this like dig of being like well it's like we already did it and it's just like what why are we doing this yeah yeah that's why not are we helpful doing this? yeah like what is what is happening here so I just think I think it's very liberating to mm-hmm. talk about like freeing mothers from that feeling of having to do all the things because they're also just like not necessary I think with the like up coming of influencers like kind of all from when we were when we were having babies you know the kind of the Utah moms and things like that it was all like your feeds are full of like perfect houses perfect families perfect outfits perfect kitchens like perfect recipes and then you might be stuck in this like postpartum I'm just trying to survive world and you're comparing yourself to these moms who have it all together who have you know money behind them and dads who are working and, you know, bringing in bucks and support of their community or their church or whatever. Right. And it's just like, how can I be like that? And so it's so important, like you said, to talk about it and to be like, this is not, sometimes this is just not attainable, right? Like we just can't, we just can't do this, you know, and that's okay. And you're still a good mom and you're still, I don't know, you're, you still love your kids. And it's such a weird narrative to be like, well, why'd you have kids if you don't like doing this? I'm like, I'm sorry. Do you think that I 
literally went through like whether you adopt, whether you foster, whether you, you know, like have like a biological child. Like, do you think I went through all of the things I went through so I could have like a play buddy? Like I could just yeah. get a dog. <laughs> like, what a weird concept. Like I didn't, yeah. I'm like, oh yes. Cause I like my dream in life was to cut out little dinosaurs in sandwiches. Cause my kids won't eat it. Like that. What? Like, what is that? Yeah. My boyfriend and I were watching Parks and Rec last night, which obviously I'm completely unstable because I sobbed at the end of it. I know. I, I saw your story. It. it was so I had never so watched funny. it. And like we finished the series and like he full on was like, uh, are you okay? <laughs> I was like, no, it's so good. And it was such yeah. a great ending. And I just yeah. I could cry right now. Like I'm actually unwell. So let's just, um, <laughs> but, but you know, I, had, um, my hero, Leslie Nope said something and that I was thinking about, and I, it was like such a good way to put it. It's like, you don't have kids because like you want, you have kids because like you're a team and you want extra team members or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the way she put that, I was like, yeah, that's like a great way to put it. Like you just want like extra team members because like it makes your team better. And Uh so, yeah, this idea of like, why did you have kids then? It's like, yeah, I didn't have them. I didn't have them to play Barbies with someone. That's weird. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) It is, right? I don't like I played Barbies when I was like five and then I was done like I didn't I don't need to do it again it would be so interesting to like have a conversation with somebody our parents age who raised kids without the social media without Pinterest and like did they feel that same pressure because I don't remember having all these like really magical things that all these parents are expected to facilitate and so I wonder like what the pressures that they felt were and I wonder if this shift of this really honest narrative that that a lot of creators are having about "Mm, this is actually parenthood like I don't do this I don't want to do this and questioning all this like baloney that they do I wonder like what are your kids I don't have kids I have stepkids what their kids will experience like what their journey in as parenthood will be I yeah I think I was kind of thinking about that actually because I was like, oh, like I don't know how my mom did it or how other moms did it and stuff. But I think perhaps the sort of like older generation when they were having kids, I think that there was less pressure to be a good mom and more pressure to be like a good wife. Yeah. So I think that yeah. their pressure was in like a different way where I think collectively everybody agreed that children are best like seen and not heard right. and yeah. probably not seen either it was more of like <laughs> home and like the wife has to make sure that she like looks good and the dinner's done and, and the, the kids, kids are, are quiet. All these, yeah yeah and the kids are quiet so I think there might have been a little bit more pressure for them on like the spousal side which mm-hmm. I think obviously then affects you know your children moving forward and then now we have I think I think we have less of that because you know I know with like my generation generation like x and everything like we don't tolerate things anymore. Like, I think that we are of a generation that's like, yeah, like I'm not going to be married for 30 years and miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not what I'm going to be doing. And so then we face more of the pressure of being that parent that we see, you know, everybody needs to be when in reality, like we're all just like wearing like day old sweatpants and just trying. I I literally am wearing like, Yeah. I've been wearing these sweatpants for like six days. I'm not oh, wash yeah. them. Oh, yeah. so comfy. No. But yeah. that's the thing. It's like we're all kind of damaged individuals. The way that we, you know, the things that we've gone through in our lives, even, you know, the evolution of social media and like yeah. not having it as children and now having it and like all these things. And we're all depressed and we're all, we all have, you know, we're all yeah. on medication. Like, and yet we still have to be this like perfect parent. 
And so now to kind of open it up to our kids and say like, and because they're consuming the social media too, and everything they're now getting is like, I need to look perfect. I need to be perfect. I have to have the perfect outfit, perfect dance moves, whatever, you know, it's like, we need to really teach them like, this is not real. And of course we go on it. We love the entertainment of it. We, and there are really good aspects of social media, which For we've sure. all seen, but it's kind of filtering out that stuff and knowing like, this is not real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all experience that through like magazines and music videos and oh you know, yeah all that teen stuff. bop taught me i needed to be boy crazy <laughs> and i was a yeah, J-14 so was my vibe yeah. and chad michael murray i used uh-huh. to side note rank the men i had a crush on <laughs> and they had a wall of top 10 oh yeah and i would cut out their photos Mm-hmm. And if I didn't like a picture or something, I'd be like, well, you know what, Chad Michael Murray, I guess you're number five now because Ooh. you're not <laughs> anymore. And I watched a movie and I didn't like it. Yeah. So there now I'm doing something. Drop down. Yeah. Drop God. Down. Yeah. Embarrassing. I mean. Uh, well, I, I think, I think too, for us, it's, I think we're like naive to think our children won't have any issues like because it's like every generation passes down something. Do you know what I mean? Like every generation passes down some form of trauma because they, as an adult are learning to deal with it while also parenting. Mm -hmm. So the trauma that like my mom experienced while also raising me has an impact on the way that I parent, but also an impact on the way that like I'm trying to heal from that trauma but I'm sure that my children it for sure in some way are going to have their own traumas. And I think it's hard for us to admit that like we cannot raise children who will have no problems. Like yeah, they're either yeah. going to get bullied, they're going to have mental health issues, they're going to get hurt. Like we can't protect them from these things. So each generation is going to have something they, they are bound mm-hmm. to, especially this next generation coming up with social media and all of these external influences. When you kind of release that expectation of yourself to like not damage your children in any way, it actually just becomes a lot easier to parent because you're like, I know that I'm probably going to screw them up in some ways. Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I also know that I've learned more than my mother learned. Then she also learned more from her, like after, you know, she became a mother. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that I'm developing the tools that my children are my age and experience the things that I'm experiencing. I can handle it in a, you know, different, potentially better way. And yeah, you know, absolutely. That way. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. Do you co-parent really well with your ex? Like, was it an amicable divorce? Yeah, like for the for the most part, I try and be as like politically correct about our relationship, like online especially, simply because mm-hmm. I think in the position that I'm in, people will take like anything that I say and like try and use it against me. And like people have sent him things that I say that like have no impact on him. And it just, for me, it's like, what's the point? It just it affects our children, not us. I was the one who asked for the divorce. So I would say that like we're like 85% amicable. We can pretty much agree on like most things. There's obviously times where we can't and we are two people who like definitely do not know how to communicate with each other, hence why we're not together and probably yeah. 
should not communicate with each other in terms of like heated discussions without having like a third party present. I mean, it's a learning curve. It's, it's tough, but we do co-parent well in the sense that we, for the most part, have each other's backs when it comes to the kids. I won't let the kids say bad things about him and he won't let the kids say bad things about me. Even today, for example, like my oldest is playing soccer and she was like, you like, you never come to my soccer, which is like, I'm literally there every weekend. Like I just have to feelings and he was like the one who's like that's not fair like if your mom has to do something like you cannot make her feel guilty for like doing that so Mm -hmm. I do appreciate that so yeah we do co-parent well on that front but I think the hardest thing about co-parenting is learning you can't really impact what happens in like another home yeah it's really difficult for me as a person who is quite a control freak to not Mm -hmm. be like well I don't like that you say that to them or do that or do this or do like whatever yeah yeah at the same time, I just have to be like, but that's his house and he's going to parent how he's going to parent, whether I agree with it or not. And like the best thing I can do is just be the best parent I can be when they're here. So it, it's tough. It's a lot of like learning to just like let go of that yeah. control. And it's yeah. very difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, tricky. Absolutely. I've just entered the realm of step parenting and my partner has mm-hmm. two kids that are eight and ten. And it's like a fairly amicable relationship co-parenting with the ex, but there are some very different ideas on like language and, you know, the way things are presented and, you know, like we don't even using cleaning as punishment, but that is something that happens in that house. And so we're like, oh, we're like trying to balance. Yeah. And you don't want to be like, oh, what they're doing is like bad or stupid because like that undermines the other parent and like as much as I've wanted to be like, oh, your dad is just like so dumb and annoying when he does these things. (laughs) Like I have to be, okay, well, you know, mommy will talk to daddy about that and stuff. And like, I have to just like complain to my girlfriends about it. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Because my parents aren't together. They split for the second time last year. But even now, like my, I have a very young sister, 13 year old sister. Oh, wow. As well as an adult sister. But my mom is having to deal with that challenge of, co-parenting with a parent who doesn't share like any of the values and beliefs that she shares. Mm -hmm. And I've just had to be like, listen, you just have to let it go. Like you cannot, there's nothing that you can control about that. He's not going to change the way that he thinks or parents because like you don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Like it's, it's tough, especially when the other parent has like, yeah, like different rules and stuff and like different ways. Like my ex and I have like a very different opinion on how children should be like disciplined. Mm. And that has like really been a struggle. You know, there's no like right answer. You just got to kind of get through it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what, even in, in a marriage, you, you struggle with that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. With communication and with different ideas and not, you know, necessarily agreeing with what your partner is doing. Right. So right. Have, does your ex have an opinion either way about your platform on social media? Oh yeah. He has a very big opinion. On that. <laughs> <laughs> he hates it, but um, like, I mean, that's also something that like, I think that we didn't get along about in general. I don't think right. that he liked that part of me that I'm like a very outspoken person. And I will say mm-hmm. like what I think and for better or worse, there's definitely times where I put my foot in my mouth and I know that, <laughs> but I do share a lot of my life. He's never asked me to like not share something. I just know that certain things like bother him. And I think that he like really dislikes when I, when I'm really outspoken about political things, but yeah, I don't know. I just... It's, I don't think it's ever impacted our children. And I think when I kind of was dealing with all that harassment, I just, you know, did the close friends thing with my children and I try 
to not post too much of them at this point. Yeah. Um, but that's also something that's become a conversation between me and my children. Like my, I ask them if they want to be like posted and stuff and like, if it's okay, yeah. my oldest doesn't like, she'll be like, no, I don't want you to post that picture. And I'll be like, okay, I won't. So, but yeah, it is, it is tough. He definitely does not like that. And I also like, I don't, think that my boyfriend's a big fan of all the stuff sometimes right. um, for different reasons. Like, I think he's also like, he's much more like supportive of me having my opinions and like the way, you know, but we just have a very different like view of social media. That's kind of a thing too. But, you know, I've just always been, I've always been that person. So for better or worse, I am obnoxious. <laughs> I feel like that too. Like, I, I don't think I'll ever, I mean, I feel like I'll be 80 and like, I'll finally meet another person because I'm not ever looking for anyone to date. Yeah. But you know, if anyone does date me, they're, they're in for a, they're in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, listen, you never know. Like I, you know, have to give kudos to my boyfriend because I am literally insane. Like I'm like certifiable and <laughs> like, okay, yeah, this is, I just you're still here every day. You're like, you're still here. <laughs> And wine, I should be safe. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. It's like, it'll surprise I mean, you never know. I mean, maybe it'll just surprise you when something like that yeah. happens. It's not nothing that I ever would have expected, but it definitely is like refreshing to like have a partner who's, yeah. I like you, but she's crazy. I like you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that you post the um, dating profiles on TikTok, oh the ones God. that you came across before you met your oh boyfriend. Oh my God. <laughs> I, that's another reason why I'll never date. <laughs> I, and I feel bad that I do post that because then I have women who are like in that situation who are like, oh my God, like I, I'm like, no, 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 trust me. Like every once in a while, a unicorn emerges. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, I, I had the worst date of my life from Bumble. I literally, that was the worst experience of my life. I actually cannot believe I didn't get murdered. It was the worst date I've ever been on, but it is wild what's out there. And the funny thing is, is that I'll post those profiles and that's from like last year or like longer than I guess like a year ago and girls will message me like oh my god that guy's still on there and I'm no. like what that's so shocking that's no crazy. way he hasn't found the love of his life yet weird no. I almost thought that like posting like posing in a picture with a machete would for sure get you <laughs> a date yeah or like a fish there's always fish or so many fish so many fish like always like always a fish it's either like a fish or some like weird thing where it's like the bravest thing I've ever done is download this app and like uh, okay when my relationship ended with my ex and my therapist like was like you know like you've been working on yourself I really think you should get go online like get tinder just like see who's out there and I'll say yeah. I think it's better for lesbians but our it has the, to be the thing that we struggle with is I literally was on tinder for five minutes and somebody on Facebook messaged me that I knew and was like, Hey, you just came across my Tinder. Like we all know everybody. We've all slept with everybody. Everybody's dating all everybody. Friends. It's yeah. Like That's it's fair. just a real small pool and, or Listen, it's married I'm, couples. I mean, I just, that married couples thing is so crazy to me Yeah. by the way, but I mean, you know, live your truth to each yeah, their own. Thing. I say, yeah. Whatever you know, as proven that sexuality is not a choice is like my attraction to men. Just I can't. I, I mean, my I have friends who like are lesbians, and they're like always talking about how like basically like when you're in a lesbian relationship, you go on one date and then you move in together after a week. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And I'm like, but I just feel like I. I mean, there's I doubt that there's anybody with a machete in the Tinder profiles of lesbians. Hundred percent. Doubt that anybody is talking about their narcolepsy there. Oh, God. Oh, God. Just, I saw somebody posting about 
Tinder profiles in Ottawa right now oh because it's God. like just rolled in from Alberta. Oh no! Stay, oh no! Staying here for a couple of days, I'm like, oh lord. No, don't, don't. If you want to split, <laughs> do it. Wow, I can't. That is what a bold move. What a bold mm-hmm. move to be like driving somewhere for a protest and be like, well, while I'm here, it's because they have nowhere to stay. There's hotels aren't accepted. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> they have nowhere to poop. They have nowhere. They just actually need like accommodations and they're like, and they need a meal. Yeah. yeah they need a toilet, that's a fair. meal, a shower and a bed. That's fair. And there's always one girl on there that's like, I can fix him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll change him. him. I can change him. It'll yeah. be me who does it. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Their wedding oh, speech will be awesome. like, I knew when you rolled in, in that truck with that banner, <laughs> you were the one. And that upside down Canadian flag. I was yeah. like, I can change him. And I did. He still wears the same underwear three days in a row, inside yeah. out, outside in. But, you know, we did it. We did it. Yeah. No, it's. it's- <laughs> do you have plans for social media? Like, do you want to grow what you're doing? Do you want to, are you heading in a direction? Yeah, I do. I, I, I have like an agency, like a peer agency that I work with, like an influencer agency. And I definitely do want to, you know, do more things, but things that I actually like care about, which is always like tough because I think it's easy to just be like, yeah, like I'll take on this thing. And it's some like bullshit that nobody, um, cares about yeah I do I definitely like I've gotten really into like my real estate career lately I didn't that was like not the plan at all I did got my real estate license because my ex-husband is a home builder and so it just kind of like worked out yeah but then I was like I'm like oh actually like I'm kind of good at this so maybe I'll just like lean into that yeah so I'm, I'm currently definitely feeling torn and I'm pulled in a lot of directions because I have like my skincare company and real estate and social media. And then I also manage social media accounts, but I do, I do feel like that creative side is the side that I, you know, gravitate towards the most. I think my plans for social media are just to kind of keep doing what I'm doing and see how that goes. And I'm kind of working with a few different companies now that I like managing their social media accounts that I didn't expect. And it's definitely been an interesting learning curve. So I can, I hope I can kind of keep doing that. I think that's kind of the trajectory of like where it's going and we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's tough because I think a part of the downside of being as outspoken as I am, a lot of brands and companies are like, well, we don't want to work with her. <laughs> Which my PR agency loves. They love that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not going to like, you know, I'm not going to change for anybody that's apparent. So, and you know we'll what? See. There's an audience out there for you. And there's yeah. obviously, right? And there's people who value your opinions and you say what they want to say that maybe they can't say. And you're definitely helping, I think, women and people feel like they don't have to, you know, kind of follow the status quo. Motherhood sucks, right? And it's like, you can say that. And the more that people hear that, the more they feel like they're not alone, right? So I think it's really important to to be able to share those things. And it seems like this generation of social media, there's more of that. I think the biggest thing that I would like ever want to communicate to any like person, woman, mother, whatever, especially is like stop apologizing. I have stopped apologizing for being, there's like being cat hair on my couch or my house being messy or whatever. I'm like, I don't like, I don't need to apologize for something that is like outside of my control in the sense that this is not something that I put high at my priority list because like keeping little humans alive is much more important than like taking down my Christmas tree. That's definitely still up, but I'm like, <laughs> whatever. 
who cares? Like yeah. people who, who people exactly. who care are like insane. So I don't, uh-huh. they don't matter to me. And like, that's just not a priority for me right now. So I don't care. Like I just, I've just stopped, I've just stopped caring about these things. Yeah. yeah. My, my best friend um, always says she's like, not everything means nothing in the sense that and nothing matters unless you put value to it. So people's opinions only matter if you put value on them. And if you don't, then like they just don't matter. And so I think, yeah, the biggest thing is like, I just, I, I'm tired of apologizing for like, you know, I'm tired of starting my emails and being like, oh, like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, there was a delay. However, it was because of this. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to, I can apologize for being like delayed in time, but I'm not going to apologize for being like a mother and a business owner and having other priorities. Like that's yeah. just, yeah. and yeah, setting absolutely. boundaries. That's been a big thing too. Like I've had, you know, a few clients like message me now and I'm like, I just want to let you know that I read your, I've read your text messages, but I will no longer be responding to things on the weekends. Yeah. yeah. Good like, for you. Yeah. I've read it. Know that I've read it. If it's an emergency, you can pick up and call, but I promise you that nothing in the realm of social media is an emergency. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not yeah. one thing ever has been an emergency. So I think <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a surgeon, so like we're good. I think yeah, can wait exactly. hours. I'm not operating yeah. on a heart and hashtagging a post. Yeah. <laughs> not gonna be, you know? Yeah. That's incredible. Oh, that's so true. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I just love your brand. Even as, yeah, like I'm not a mom, but I think the topics you cover are interesting and relevant and refreshing. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I've learned to really embrace that part of myself, I think, because like you said, it's like the people that you, the community that you build by being yourself is really valuable. And I, I really do feel a really special connection to the community that I've built of so many people who like, I don't know and I've never met in person, but I have these like really valuable and in-depth conversations with them that, you know, mean something to me and mean something to them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if that means that I never get another follower, then that's fine. I find that too. Like when I post things about grief and like the real, like rawness of grief, and I think maybe it rubs some people the wrong way because they don't like how Frank, I talk about how terrible it is. Right. But I do have so many people who message me saying like, thank you you know, I feel the same way or this is, it really does suck. You know, like we're not going to put it, we're not going to sugarcoat you like losing your husband. Right. So yeah, there are people out there who will appreciate your message and who will resonate with your message. And I think the, yeah, the more that you communicate in that sense, I think it's easier. It becomes easier to communicate with people. I mean, even, you know, even for example, this, you know, the, the convoy in Ottawa and the protests, I think what I'm, doing my best to convey is that like, I genuinely actually don't really care about if you like the mandates, don't like the mandates, if you're vaxxed, if you're not vaxxed, I care about like you as a person and how you're able to communicate that. And like what your message is that you're conveying, because it is possible to say, Hey, I don't agree with this part and I'm not associated with these people, but this is how I feel and have a valuable conversation with someone that you know, isn't hurtful, isn't angry. And I'm doing my best, I feel, to try and foster an environment where we can disagree, but we can be unified in that disagreement in the sense that like we can respect each other's opinions because I do, I do have friends, despite how much I post about this stuff, I do have friends who are not vaccinated and I'm not like, ugh, like I hate them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. we just have very honest conversations with each other about that kind of stuff. And you know, I think, you know, the more real and vulnerable you are in presenting yourself, the more you'll attract people who will feel safe to say things to you that they might not feel safe saying to somebody else. And I think mm-hmm. that's how we 
we create more unity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's important to be able to have those conversations. My gosh, oh, what a crazy you. world we're yeah. living in. Thank you so much for like <laughs> carving time out of your weekend. Like I know how busy you are and No, it's all good. I'm I'm happy we got to do this finally. I know we were scheduled like 18 times, so I know. <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, I was like, Michelle, tell her I'm going to be a little bit late, but my God, we are not. It is happening. Yeah, we no, are I was like, not rescheduling. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and we will talk to you so soon. Sounds good. All right. Okay. Bye. See you later. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Carling. Sanya, thank you so stinking much. Thank you so much. That was so fun. I love chatting about kind of like mom stuff and social media and divorce and just life stuff all that and uh it was so great yeah it was nice to have like a fun light-hearted episode to Mm -hmm. do absolutely yeah and then just off air we were just talking about um doing a patreon sort of like about my experience with my dad passing away and talking about the joys of planning a funeral oh well been there yeah, I cannot believe the cost of it, honestly. I'm telling you, it's a racket, for sure. We should get into that business. Yeah, I don't know the reference. It's a racket. Like, is like, that like an Eastern It's a scam, Canadian... basically. It's like... It does feel scammy. It's a racket as in, like... It's highway robbery. They can make the prices that they want, and where where are you going to go? You got you to gotta do it, yeah. right? So... Like, it's literally... Yeah. 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 As a little side story, we had to pick out a coffin. My dad's cremated... And we had to pick out a coffin still. You have to pay to put them in a vessel to have them cremated. To burn. And I was like, this feels silly yeah. to me. I mean, and my naive mind thought that you just burned the body. You just put them on like a tray and then you yeah. put them in. Like Any, I, I mean, any cartoon I've ever seen about <laughs> someone being burned, they're just on a tray. Yeah. Or what did I just watch? We just watched a movie with. The girl who was in Boys Don't Cry. Hilary Swank. Yes. And some other actress, and she was like the only person on earth or something like that. Anyway. Sounds like a great movie. It was, your description is Yeah, it wasn't amazing. great. I couldn't tell you what it was called, and honestly, I wouldn't recommend it. But if you didn't live up to this like robot's perception of what a good person was, yeah. you just got thrown in a fire. Okay. Well, yeah. So all I'm saying is $800 for a wooden box. And that's what I'm saying. That's a racket. That is to a have racket. To force somebody to spend money on a box that you're literally going to throw mm-hmm. into a fire. Yeah. Is, it should be illegal. And also even like there was like a nine or $10,000 casket for it to be buried. I could have chosen that for the cremation if I was so oh inclined. Oh my God. But it's just going in the ground. That's, I mean, yeah. What's the environmental impact? I don't know. I have questions. Anyway, that's, stay that's tuned the on the we Patreon. Did we did the burial. How much was the casket? I, it came in like a package. Like you get the casket and the cross and the oh, flowers. Right, and the, right. It was like a whole yeah. meal deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take that full meal deal where you end up saving. I probably saved like 10 bucks. My God. Yeah. Well, anyway, stay tuned on the Patreon for my thoughts on... Watching that. someone die. Yeah. And the after God, stuff. Not yeah, great. great. Not great. Uh, you guys, follow us on Instagram. I mean, if I... that doesn't make them want to join the Patreon, <laughs> I don't know what does. Unsubscribe, unsubscribe, <laughs> unsubscribe. <laughs> um, 
follow us on social media. Yes. I did not sign up for this. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. I'm forcing Carling to do a TikTok today. So be prepared for that. It's not going to be great. But <laughs> I'll do gonna it. It's going to be great. I'll do it. <laughs> um, and it's a whole dance. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, just for your support and yes, love. Thank and thank you. All the messages people have sent um, to me about my dad mean so much to me. Absolutely. I read every single one of them, and I was trying to respond to them all, but... Uh, if you've grieved, you know that sometimes you just stare at it and you're like, well, that's nice. And then your fingers cannot reply. Absolutely. So have a great day. Yeah. And we will talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.